everyone, and welcome to Good and Glory Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Coburn. This is a place where we will talk all things Jesus, how to love Him, be like Him, and walk in a way worthy of His name. I'm really excited to spend some time with you today. To start today, I wanted to talk about books. You should be used to this by now. I typically talk about books. In 2020, I set a goal to read 25 books. I honestly set it high, but expected to, due to homeschooling and all the other things going on, I probably wouldn't reach that goal. What I didn't count on was a pandemic. As you know, I love to read. Books are my best friends. My daughter is named Josephine after Little Women, and I toyed around with the idea of throwing in a name from Anna Green Gables as well. My husband shot that down pretty quickly. I guess he didn't want Josephine Marilla. I'm just joking. That totally wasn't even an option. What I'm trying to say is that books are my happy place. So when the world was shutting down and going into a fearful hiding and later just going insane, I ran to my books. I actually ran to all new books, 30 of them. I read what some call mindless reads. I read some really good novels and I read a lot of Christian nonfiction. I read some books that I would say, "Eh, don't waste your time on that one. And then I read books that were so good, I haven't stopped talking about them yet. I even gave everyone a book for Christmas this year from my reading list. I was going to list out a bunch of the books I read, but that would have taken a long time. Guys, there were some really great books released, and I had some older books passed on to me as well that were also so good. So I'll share just a couple. In the fiction category, Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate and The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna both left me speechless. They've come up in conversation multiple times because I still catch myself thinking through the stories and I think of the characters as friends. I miss them. Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen, Jesus Over Everything by Lisa Whittle, and Saints by Addison Bevere were my top three nonfiction. They challenged my thinking, helped me to problem solve, and stretched me in my walk and how I am living my life. I could keep going and tell you a little about each book I read, the good, the bad, and the thrills. I'm looking at you, the silent patient. But I really want to talk to you more about Jesus. So, come on, let's do that now. In December, Chris and I asked my college students to join us in reading through the Gospels leading up to the new year. We wanted to take the month to get to know Jesus on a deeper level. It also didn't hurt to spend the end of 2020 with Jesus every morning. I find it amazing that I've read scripture for a good portion of my life, sometimes not as constantly as I would have liked, but I still have read these stories multiple times. Without fail, I pick up my Bible to read, and the Holy Spirit reveals something to me that I had never even considered before. This started happening for me as soon as I started reading Matthew. I would read a passage I know I have read multiple times, but this time it hit differently. I realized I had missed something every other time. Oh, I love the mystery and the revelation of scripture. Right now, I want to talk about Matthew 13. Many sermons have been preached about verses 18 through 23, which is the parable of the sower. And if you've grown in church at all, you know that parable. But I want us to look at what is said before 
and then really dive into the parable of the weeds that comes after. Verses 13 through 16 says, For this reason I speak to them in parables. Although they see, they do not see. And although they hear, they do not hear, nor do they understand. And concerning them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will listen carefully, yet will never understand. You will look closely, yet will never comprehend. For the heart of this people has become dull. They are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes, so that they would not see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But your eyes are blessed because they see, and your ears because they hear. I have a feeling this is exactly what is going on right now with people. They have shut their eyes, become hard of hearing, and have developed dull hearts. The things of the Lord, they don't fit the new standard of doing whatever feels good to you in the moment. The you do you and I'll do me movement. They have followed their own path and allowed their eyes to close and their ears no longer work in the way that they should. I joke with my kids when they're having hard of hearing days and ask them if I need to take them to the ear store. I tell them that we can have their current ears removed and they can replace them with ears that actually work. I think a good portion of people today need to go to the ear store. They need to replace what the world has corrupted and receive ears that actually work in listening to the voice of reason, the voice of logic, and most importantly, the voice of the Lord. Although the ear store is fictitious, we can pray fervently that their eyes will be open and their ears will be able to hear. God does not desire for us to be blinded and deaf to the truth of his word. We, as a sinful people, have chosen that path. When we start to pray that people will be able to understand, he will start sharpening their senses and preparing their hearts to accept his words. It saddens me that so many are walking around blinded and hard of hearing. As Christ followers, it must be our job to be an example that they can see and know is different and to petition the Lord on their behalf. We have the authority of Christ to proclaim that eyes and ears will be open and they will become aware of the truth of the gospel. There are friends and family in my life that I pray for almost daily. I am expectant to see the day that they are no longer blinded by the world, but will proclaim Jesus as Lord. Now, let's look at the parable of the weeds in Matthew thirteen twenty-four through 30. He presented them with another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a person who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the plant sprouted and bore again, then the weeds also appeared. So the slaves of the owner came and said to him, Sir, didn't you sow good seeds in your field? He said, An enemy has done this. So the slaves replied, Do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No, since in gathering the weeds you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At harvest time, I will tell the reapers, first collect the weeds and tie them up in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat into my barn. We live in a world that has been created to be a flourishing field of wheat. Unfortunately, Satan came in and planted weeds almost immediately. The weeds continue to try and take over, but the wheat is still growing and flourishing. It just takes a little bit more work. 
If you've been a believer for any amount of time, I'm sure you can understand the weeds. Those who try to choke the Jesus out of you. Or, if you've ever planted spiritual seed, you've probably watched as Satan has inserted people into the other's lives to try and convince them that what they're accepting is wrong or not worth their time. God allows these weeds to grow for a couple of different reasons. James 1, 2-4 says, My brothers and sisters, consider it nothing but joy when you fall into all sorts of trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect effect, so that you will be perfect and complete, not deficient in anything. I see these weeds as a trial. They're there to turn you away from Christ, to silence you, and to choke you out. They want nothing more than to be the center of attention and take all eyes away from the one who carries the name of Christ. This is going to be testing and trying. People will watch how you treat the weeds, how you handle the tension, in the end, and in the end, how you move forward with the weeds at your heels. But these trials will produce faith and endurance. It's a promise written in scripture. So we fix our eyes on the one and only who can get us through, and we walk forward. We don't just try to grow and flourish in our own strength. If we did, we would lose the battle almost immediately. Look at Eve. She took her sights off God for just a moment, and Satan won in the Garden of Eden. But we can learn from her. We can fix our eyes on Christ and be determined that no matter the weeds, we will not be choked out. While I was reading this passage, the Lord also revealed that he allows the weeds to stay so that we have an opportunity to convert them. Jesus commands us in Mark 16, 15 to go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It is our calling to try and show the love of Christ to those weeds. The Lord has allowed us to grow with the weeds in order that we may show them the love of Christ and win them over for the gospel. If the sinners in our world stayed in their own field and only talked to and hung out with other sinners, then we would have zero opportunity to share our faith with them and be an example in word and in action. But Christ has allowed them to mingle among us, whether at work, socially, and you know, sometimes even at church. We're not supposed to recognize them as weeds and then shun them and pluck them out from among us. We're supposed to draw them in, show them the love of Christ and how our lives are different and more fulfilled because we're walking with Christ. We have the opportunity to really make a difference because we are in close proximity. When Jesus was praying for his disciples in John 17, he says in verse 14 through 19, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but that you keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Set them apart in truth. Your word is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world, and I set myself apart on their behalf, so that they may be truly set apart. Jesus knew that we would be hated because he, ex- he experienced that in the biggest way while he was walking this earth. But he did not ask for us to be removed from the world. He asked that we be kept safe and that we would be set apart. 
We are called to be examples and to live among those who hate us in order for us to show them the love of Christ. Today, take time to evaluate who and what is around you. Where are the weeds of temptation? Do these weeds need to be removed from your life so that you can walk fully with Christ? If you are strong enough to withstand temptations, then your influence is a big deal among the weeds. However, nine times out of ten, constant temptation is going to win. If you know there's something you struggle with and the person in your, in your life that you are witnessing to is continuing to tempt you in something you really want to give into, it's okay to pluck that weed out. You can love and pray for someone from a distance. We need to protect our walk with Christ first and foremost. If we're not protecting our relationship with Christ from being choked out, then no amount of witnessing will be effective. We'll lose in the end. Once you have evaluated and possibly removed any weeds of temptation, look for the weeds that need their eyes opened and that you need to start really reaching out to. God wants us to be in fellowship with Him, and when we are, He will reveal who needs Him most and how you can give that gift. We are only here for a short blip, so don't waste it on trying to protect and hide. We are called to witness to the weeds and to help them to see the light of life through us. We turn our face towards Christ, and in turn, those around us get to see His light shining in and through us. Our actions and words and how we handle trials are the things that will win people over. When we get so connected with Christ, people can't help but notice the difference. I challenge you to lean into Christ. Take evaluation of the weeds in your life and make a list of who is tempting you the most and that maybe you should allow to be plucked out. Ask the Lord to help you to set healthy boundaries. Then, make a list of who is needing to see the light of Christ shining through you and who you need to pray for, that their eyes and their ears would be open to the grace and love of Jesus Christ. I would love to hear how God moves among the weeds once you start praying for those around you, so reach out to me and let me know. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give me a review where you listen to podcasts. I also ask that you share this podcast with your friends and family. If you think they need to hear it, share it. It's as simple as hitting the share button and then sending it in a text. Or take a screenshot and share it on social media. I would greatly appreciate it. You can find me on social media at Good and Glory Podcast. Please give me a follow. Until next time, may the grace of Jesus be with you.